I'm really excited to welcome Caleb Azuma Nelson, who is a 26-year-old British Ghanaian writer and photographer. His stunning debut album, Open Water, is just about to be released, and he's joining me on the show today. Good afternoon, Caleb. Hey, how are you doing? Yeah, really, really well. Congratulations on all the buzz around your novel. You must be over the moon. Yeah, it's, um, I was saying earlier, I went into a bookshop to sign a couple of copies and they asked me how I was feeling. I honestly, I'm a little astounded at all of the (laughs) attention. Um, I'm really grateful for it. Oh, bless you. And to be asked to sign books, I mean, that alone must seem a bit weird, no? Yeah, I mean, like for for a first time writer, for a debut, Waterstones have been really lovely and did like a special edition of the of the novel and I've been signing a lot of books for independent bookstores as well and it, yeah it's just been it's been like a whirlwind of an experience. I can imagine and then when you get people like Benjamin Zephaniah saying you know <laughs> what he said about you it's beautifully narrated intelligently crafted into a piece of love that goes deep then goes deeper. <laughs> I mean if Benjamin said anything like that about me even if you just knew who I was I'd be over the moon. How do you feel when you hear things like that? It's really, it's really special to have writers and artists who, who I admire kind of yeah. look at my work and process it and, and kind of reciprocate with the same energy that I put into writing the book. How long did it take you to write? So 90% of Open Water was written in this frenzy of a summer, summer 2019, between July and September in which I was just like, I, I quit my job. Like I, I used to work at the Apple store on Regent Street in London and I was balancing writing and working and retail hours are very kind of unpredictable um, <laughs> and so I couldn't really get like any sort of rhythm and it was it was around July time that I just said to myself I really need to commit to to writing this book and and gamble up on myself at this point and so yeah I, I began to spend each day in the library from opening to closing time and I was just writing in a very feverish and like kind of furious way. And, and this is what emerged. Wow, Caleb, that is so amazing. I interviewed Judith Bryan last week and I said to her, you know, like, I mean, I'm not a writer. I do write for radio and stuff. But, uh, you know, sometimes I'll binge watch this. Just bear with me. I'll binge watch, you know, something on the telly and I start dreaming about the characters. I become the characters. I start <laughs> speaking like the characters. And I, you know, and I was saying, is that what it's like for you? And she said she had to quit her job to be able to really immerse herself into the project, which sounds like it's, uh, I'm noticing a running theme, let's put it that way. So yeah. I guess you're really glad you took that gamble now. Yeah, absolutely. I um, It was getting to the point where similarly, I was, I would be at work and the only thing that I could think of was, <laughs> was writing this novel. Like I, it was at the point I was like kind of dreaming about words and I was like, yeah, something needs to, Something needs to change here. So listen, for our listeners who don't know anything about open water, can you tell Mm -hmm. us a little bit about it? Yeah, of course. There's a couple of different levels to it, but there's this really, there's this really great love story that runs through it. A young man and a young woman meet in a bar right at the beginning of the novel and just find this very immediate attraction to each other. Like they're both they're both black, they're both artists and are both like occupying a similar space in contemporary London. And over the course of the book, there's this real tug and pull in their relationship in which they're, they're kind of going back and forth and finding that distance and circumstances are stretching, their, stretching the conditions under which their relationship can take place. But as that's going on, there's, there's also this real like meditation on what it means to be 
young and black or black really full stop in contemporary London at the moment and actually generally like black and British as well as it being this real I think when I was writing it like I, I was noticing that it was just this real ode to to like blackness and and to black art and black expression it is a beautiful story is it based on any kind of life experiences I'd say it's not it's not strictly autobiographical but I think when I was writing a lot of the a lot of the time I would ask I would like start with a feeling I would be like what's the feeling that I'm trying to express and have I have I had this feeling before and I would work I'd work from there towards like an, a fictional event so the feelings are very real but the the events are not yeah and the, the struggle to fit in and find their place you know they say they both won scholarships to private schools and mm-hmm. and really struggled to find a place to fit and one's a photographer so you know I can see some similarities you're a mm-hmm. photographer obviously but mm-hmm. I don't know about yeah. your school background I was privately educated I was a scholarship kid at school so I was privately educated yeah it's a very interesting experience one I'm like whole I'm like grateful for but I do think that there's something quite alienating about being like one of like four black children in like a year group of 150. Of course. So these two, can you tell us a little bit about the journey or do you not want to reveal too much about what happens? Like I said, their connection is really instant. And I think there's, there's almost a lot of the book is this, is this kind of like, will they, won't they game that they (laughs) seem to be playing with each other (laughs) and kind of, and it gets, you know, it gets to the point where it's like, there's this pressure that's been building and building and building and you see it begin to appear in their interactions and in their relationship and just in the time they are spending a lot of time together and I think it's it was an opportunity to really kind of detail and document like the more intimate moments and maybe quieter moments of a relationship. And that is so often the case though within a relationship isn't it because the people have their guards up don't they and it's just will they or won't they will they let their guards down will they be vulnerable but you're also a photographer and I don't know much about that. Tell us a little bit about what you do. So I, I mostly take portraits. I picked up like a 35 millimeter film camera when I was 18 or so. I just began to shoot. I would take the camera everywhere that I went and I would just like snap photos and it became really clear very quickly that the thing I was interested in was portraiture and, and people and, and what a portrait and what someone's what someone's face could communicate that perhaps sometimes language can't always do. I think even as someone who primarily thinks of themselves as a writer, like I really acknowledge that language has its limitations. And I think that photography can be like a very visceral kind of feeling led experience. But I mostly just take portraits, mostly of black people, because I think a lot a lot of media generally hasn't really allowed black people to see themselves as they want to be seen and I I kind of always want to provide that sort of space for someone to bring themselves and bring themselves wholly. Oh absolutely we're still looking at so much systemic institutionalized racism in this country just in media alone that's what we do here at Ujima Radio every day is we're challenging that and trying to address the lack of diversity in media and radio and in everything (laughs) basically. What would you say you are first a writer or photographer? I'd say I'm a writer first. I've been asked that question a lot recently. And I think <laughs> Sorry. The, uh, no, 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 no. Because it, it like really, it's made me think about it. I think that the initially like the, it was just like such an instinctive thing. I said, yeah, of course I'm a writer. But I think there's something that my photography provides to my artistic work, which like I, I don't think I could ever let 
go of like I really I think very visually and I think when when I'm writing it's like especially fiction actually it often feels like I'm I'm transcribing photographs it feels like I'm kind of writing from a memory that doesn't exist sure I can imagine so that for me would almost say the next step would be to get into filmmaking is that something you've considered absolutely um I recently got the opportunity to direct the trailer for Open Water. So I, I kind of pitched to my publishers that we should do like a, a little short film to celebrate the release of the book. And they were just really happy and supportive of me to do so. And it was, um yeah, it was really wonderful. Like we, I mean, like we were kind of like having to bide our time because of lockdown restrictions kind of coming in and out. But um we shot just midway through December with like a really small crew and had some had some wonderful actors, one of whom was in Bridgerton, the other of whom was in um, Michaela Cole's show, I May Destroy You. And it was, yeah, it was just a really special, special time. I definitely caught the filmmaking bug after that. I was asking my producer, I was like, okay, so when's the next one? What are we doing next? And it, yeah, it was really wonderful because I think there's, there's something, each, each medium that I'm involved with, writing, photography, filmmaking each has its kind of specific way of of communicating things and I think that with writing I'm just like I'm really interested in trying to bridge the gap between language and and feeling and expression and I think filmmaking and photography can get you even closer to that because a lot of the time you can you can see something and you can feel it immediately without any need for explanation. It feels like it's almost like an essential outlet for you as well. Mm Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, no, it's really interesting to hear you speak. And you're obviously very passionate about all the different mediums that you work with. If you were given a choice and you could only choose one, would it be writing? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So does that mean that there's something else in the pipeline? There is. I'm working on another novel at the moment, which I think will explore very similar themes. And there will also be a couple involved, but I think it's an opportunity for me now where open water is very intense and very directed at a young pair it's an opportunity for me to explore the wider community of people that make us and you mentioned earlier it's important to you to explore being in a black body and being black and british at the moment why is that when i started writing open water i was really i was really interested in the the idea of blackness and like the construct of blackness and how how we're often kind of like looked at as black people as opposed to seen as how we want to be because I think there's no real there's no real right or wrong answer about what blackness is everyone comes as they are with their individuations and I think I'm like I'm just so interested in individual expression and how that can be how that can be rendered and how it could be transferred to like the world that we live in how everyone could kind of live very freely expressing themselves as they want to be. Some people refer to your novel as being almost poetic. Is that mm-hmm. something you've kind of purposely brought in? I mean, do you do poetry as well? I don't, but I hold poets and poetry in really high esteem. I was reading a lot of poetry when I was writing Open Water. And I think there's a lot of music in Open Water. And I was kind of writing towards music and lyricism and having this real rhythm to my work. Yeah, yeah, you can feel that. Do you have sort of writers that have really inspired you over the years? Yeah, there's a book that Zadie Smith wrote, N.W. And I remember reading that at 18 and and really kind of being just really amazed at how she 
had rendered this very specific part of London, like Northwest London, through her eyes and how that could have been like any of our areas, how that could have been like a specific part of Bristol or Manchester. And I, yeah, like I think that that really set something alight in me and that knowing that it was possible to kind of take this smaller like part of the world and actually make it your whole world within a novelistic form. And I think that's something that I tried to do with Open Water. Is there any particular reason you went with Penguin Books? How did that relationship start? Because they really are celebrating Black British writers at the moment, which is fantastic, which is (laughs) great. So I'm just wondering what drew you to them? When my agent and I were in the process of selling Open Water to publishers, like I had meetings with, with about 12 or 13 different publishers. And the book actually ended up going to auction. So there were nine publishers involved bidding for it. But there were a few meetings that stood out to me. But the meeting that I had with Penguin was like head and shoulders above <laughs> everyone else. Like I think my my editor, Isabel Wall, had just done so much work beforehand without even knowing that I would sign with them to to really understand my voice and what I was writing and perhaps what I wanted to write as well. And I think the rest of the team... They're like the publicity and the marketing, like they're, when they were speaking, they were really speaking my language. They were really saying things that I was like, okay, I, I would be excited to do this in a year and a half when the book is coming out. It kind of felt like it wasn't just this book that they were, that they were buying into, but were buying into me. That's amazing, isn't it? To actually feel and have that confidence with them, but also yeah. to have nine other companies bidding. <laughs> I mean, you must have been ecstatic. You know, this is the start of a really massive journey for you, isn't it? Yeah. Where do you want it to go? Where do you want to be in five years' time? I'd love to to have written another novel at the very least. When I think about Open Water, like it, I'm still processing like how much of an undertaking it was to do in my head. Like you know, I. I left everything on the page. I was like, if I don't get a chance to write another book, then this is something that I would like to remain and to and to kind of like last the test of time. Yeah. And so like, I think now I'm kind of like in the slow process of gearing up towards something else and just like taking it each day as it comes and trying to, trying to work out what it is that I'm interested in, what it is I'm trying to express in the next go round. You've also kind of like explored mental health through the book and other issues like that. How important is that to you? I like really important. I I think running through the book is this kind of this theme of vulnerability and this ability to have a space to be vulnerable with people that you love, whether that is romantically or family or friends. And I'm I personally am always really grateful for the space that those people that I love in my life make for me. And I think it was really important to kind of have these real expressions of, of vulnerability and perhaps explore the times where where like you don't feel like you're able to do so for whatever reason. I, I completely understand. We touched on some authors that inspire you. Are there any ones that you know about that you could recommend that we keep an eye out for? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Brian Washington has a book out called Memorial at the moment that is really brilliant. Nadia Wusu has a book out called Aftershocks, which I read last week. And again, just fantastic. Raven Lalani's Luster is also really good. I think it's feel like it's a really good time for fiction at the moment. 